Welcome to the Mind Grow Radio Storyteller Series podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Kathan, and today we're going to be talking about creative energy and how to tap into that energy as an entrepreneur. We're joined today by creative branding image strategist, Ali Jean. She is the founder of Visibility U. She's worked with companies like Us Magazine and Rolling Stone, and that's where she was first introduced to large-scale marketing and advertising campaigns. And now she shares her 20-plus years of experience and marketing magic, working with women entrepreneurs to develop the ultimate brand, and together with Ali's creative expertise, creating a butterfly effect that brings that brand to life. And I've been connected with Ali for years through social media, and it is such a pleasure to welcome her into the Mind Growth Studio with us today. Welcome, Ali. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Yay. And I have to tell you, I've seen some of the work that you do, and I just love the creative energy, not only that you bring to the social media platforms, but the work that you do from logo design, the art that you create, it speaks the language of your clients. And so before we even get started, I just wanted to say, how beautiful I think your work is and that I think you are brilliant and I'm so, so glad to be connected with you. So thank you for showing up in the world. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. It all comes from my heart and it's truly um, a combination of my heart and soul and the essence of the women business owners that I work with and the vision they want to bring forth into this world. It really shows, like in every post you do, there is an energetic frequency of empowerment. And I just love it. It was one of the things that attracted me to you was the way that you show up. And uh, it's such, uh, like it gives permission for the rest of us to show up in that way. And I love that. And so I'm going to just dive right in because I have so many thoughts right now. You have created an amazing business. You empower women on a global level. You've been featured uh, a featured speaker at the Empowered Artist Summit. And recently, you were named Alignable's 2022 Local Business Person of the Year in Ann Arbor. Congratulations to that. That's pretty big and amazing. Did you imagine when you first started your entrepreneur journey that you'd create the kind of life that you're living today? Oh, no, absolutely not. I had big dreams. And I think that what I was looking for in the beginning was too general. It was, you know, I knew I wanted freedom. Um, I wanted to get out of the corporate life and, I knew that I wanted to do things my way, but I I didn't know really what that meant specifically in detail. So um, I absolutely did not think it would lead to such a creative and imaginary life. And I say imaginary because it feels that way sometimes. (laughs) Well, you have to go there a lot, like with the creative work that you do. Um, So that brings us to my next part, which is what part does creative energy play in the work that you do, and how do you stay connected to that creative flow? 
Absolutely. So first I just want to kind of bust some myths about me. Um, And that is that I was not always this creative all the time. What I had to do was I had to set an intention and really understand why I wanted to be creative all the time and who I wanted to help. And it actually started with me uh, tapping into traditional art, watercolor, acrylics, um, hand lettering, ink. And I hadn't really touched that for years. Uh, So that's one of the myths that I'm busting. Uh, I was so wrapped up in my career and I was wrapped up in the digital world that sitting down at my art desk and actually, you know, just doing a watercolor for five minutes even just five minutes, was a big game changer. And I think that, you know, actually I know because I work with women all the time on a daily basis that they want to tap into creativity every day. And especially entrepreneurs, they want to do that. But what they do is they set themselves up for failure because they want, they want it all now and they want it just to they want it just to be, and I know what that feels like, but what I did in the beginning was I gave myself just a five, ten-minute window to be creative in any way, and for me, it was working with my hands. It was working with color, and it really opened up my mind and my, um, and my space, so once I started doing that, as you can imagine, it wasn't just five or ten minutes. It led to mm. 20 minutes. It led to 30 minutes to an hour. All of a sudden, I was doing it all the time. And the hardest part about that whole process was keeping consistent with it and kind of going, hey, it's just five minutes, and also being realistic about what I was producing and that my skill level had to be refined and that that would take time. So, um There's another part to this, too, is that when I started doing this, I was doing it for myself. I wasn't doing it for my clients or my projects because I really wanted to tap into my personal creativity to understand it and empower it. And so it felt like a waste of time (laughs) at first. I'm like, what am I doing sitting here mixing colors when I could be making money or working with my clients or I should be working on this project? And it always in the beginning felt like a waste of time. So I think there's all these paradigms that people go through when they're trying to tap into their personal creativity. And um, you don't have to be an artist to do that. That is really a powerful thing that you just said. Because we, when we think of doing art, the first kind of objection that I hear myself say is, you're not an artist. Right. But that doesn't mean that we're not creative, right? Exactly. <laughs> right, right. You so create. You be, yeah, you could be um, just mixing colors. So color psychology is really powerful. And just seeing, you know, different colors blend together and taking that time, it's almost like a meditation. Or, you know, sketching in a journal as opposed to just writing words and kind of doodling um, and not being so hard on yourself. So I work solely with women, and I know how hard we can be on ourselves. We want to be perfect at everything. We don't want to show up in a way that looks, um, you know, 
kind of half-assed or, you know, we're very critical and we want to be as sparkly as possible. However, to grow in front of the world, you can't do that. You have to be mm-hmm. able to allow the world to see you in, um, in the best light and kind of not the best light and allow yourself to grow. Um, you can't just all of a sudden show up to the world one day and kind of go, look how perfect I am. I've got all my skills and certificates and diplomas, and, you know, I'm an amazing artist. I have a gallery opening up tomorrow, and I have 10,000 clients and a corporation, and I have the, I'm living with the love of my life, and I have children, and everything is just perfect, and we're living in paradise. It doesn't work that way. It just looks that way online. So true. And sometimes I'll see marketers or, you know, entrepreneurs who are online um, showing up in that energy. And it's repelling to me. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel authentic. And... I think what you do, my perception of what you do with your clients is you kind of artistically draw out that authenticity and then create something beautiful from that. That's what I pick up from you anyway. And I think that's kind of groovy. Anyway, so as you've been traveling down this journey did you have a lot of mentors? Like, did you, um, were there certain people that you tuned into or certain people that you wanted to emulate or energetically be like or kind of embody to bring forth their wisdom and knowledge? You are very wise and you, you share some really wise, profound things on your social media. And I'm just wondering, like, does that come naturally to you on the fly? Is there people that you studied? Is there self, like, uh, self-help work that you did or do you just like naturally awesome were you born that way? I'm just naturally amazing. Of course. <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> uh, so um, I am a little bit different than the general uh, group of entrepreneurs in the way that I'm not huge into um, the self-help book section. I am not following the normal entrepreneurs out there that uh, uh, everyone puts on pedestals because I learned early on uh, in life when I was a child that it's up to you. It's up to you to understand who you are and to show up in the world and to learn the things that you want to learn. So the people that I really look up to have nothing to do with business or entrepreneurship. Um, these are rock stars. This is like Elvis, this is uh, Oasis, this is the Rolling Stones. Um, I look up to philosophers and um, I, I study uh, science and psychology and I'm really into um, time travel and fantasy writers. I, I love to watch, you know, so many entrepreneurs out there are like, oh, I don't own a TV, I don't watch TV and movies, it's such a waste of time. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's not a waste of time. Do you know how many ideas and aha moments I have watching TV shows and movies? It's amazing. And it's because behind that is a very creative person who is imagining life. They're taking all of their life experience, everything that they've learned and know, 
and they're creating a whole new world. And to me, I am producing for women. I'm creating a brand identity. I'm creating a space for them online with their website that emulates a vision that sometimes they can't even explain at first, you know, no, no matter how smart they are. So the people that I really look up to um, really have nothing to do with business. I find the people that are out there that are successful, I love it. I love seeing people make it. I want to see people successful. I think it's, you know, what people like Marie Forleo have done with their lives. But I'm not here to emulate what they do. I'm here to love figure out. So much. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here to figure it out for myself. Um, so I look at people like Marilyn Monroe, and you know she had a lot of problems. And I've loved her since I was a kid. My mom's uh, an artist, and one of the first pieces of art I ever remember as a kid was her drawing her portrait, and actually John F. Kennedy. So very beautiful. And I thought, who is this beautiful woman? And I've kind of, you know, had a thing for her ever since. (laughs) I just remember those big red lips. But what she had and what I take away from her that I put into my business is she had an energy that she could turn on and turn off whenever she wanted. And just that thing was so curious to me my whole life. And I thought, how can I do that? How, what is it? Is it something she learned? Is it something she was born with? Is it, you know, so it's those people out there that really intrigue me that probably are famous in some way. Um, and I think, how did you, how did you bring this into the light so that the whole world sees you? I love that. And what, and the story that you're telling me right now is like busting the myth too of you have to follow the guru system to be, to succeed. Right. There is a there is a paradigm out there. There is a belief out there that you have to follow who the top stars are in the personal growth field in order to succeed in life and. I love that you just blazed your own trail and chose your own people to embody the energy of them, not so much to follow their system or, you know, take their step-by-step blueprint or whatever, but you kind of made your own and blazed your own trail to create a life that not only love, but that you get to create and kind of bask and roll around and play in that creative energy every day as your job, as your work. Oh, and yeah. That is like, isn't that what we all want, you know, route down deep? Like we all want to be able to blaze our own trail. And seeing somebody do that and create in a way that you are is very empowering. Thank you for that. What is the best advice that you ever received? Mm. The best advice that I ever received. That's a tough one because it's like we live in a world where all we do is get advice. (laughs) Whether we want it or not. (laughs) It's like everyone's telling you what to do. Everyone's telling you how to think, how to be, where to go, what to do. It's, it's endless. And so I'm kind of rebelling against this question right now, <laughs> which is 
typical of me. And it's not that it's a bad question. I just think, um, you know, it's exactly what I just said. There's just this world wants you to believe and think in the way that it, it that it wants you to think. That's the hardest part about separating yourself from the group, from the pack, is that um, it's scary. And it, it makes you feel alone. It makes you feel like you're doing something wrong. Um, it makes you think you're making mistakes. And when you don't agree with the general consensus of, you know, anything, you find a lot of resistance. And so I don't generally hear this advice. So I think I'm just going to give advice. I don't know that anyone in my life has ever really given me a piece of advice that changed my life because I've had to do everything on my own in a sense. I've had to make that decision and kind of go, I got to really look at myself and be real. And it's not, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't want to do that because they think it's negative. They think, oh, it's, you know, down talk. It's, you know, being cruel to yourself. It's judging yourself. Well, we need to judge ourselves sometimes, you know. And so it, you know, kind of reminds me of, you know, I'm nine years sober from alcohol and cigarettes. Um, I love rock. I worked for Rolling Stone magazine. I mean, I was always a a party animal. I loved it. And I enjoyed all the concerts I went to and had so much fun moving out early and living my life and having exciting moments. But, um, you know, it grabs hold of you. And I think a lot of people might be relating to this since COVID started uh, because I know the consumption of alcohol definitely has gone up. And it's very easy to let its claws get into you to all of a sudden you're going, hey, I don't really have control over this habit. And when did this become a habit? Why do I need this so much? So I had to look at myself and kind of go, you know, I need to change and no one's going to help me with this, you know, and they don't. The biggest changes that you make in your life You think that, you know, your parents, your siblings, your friends, your loved ones, your romantic partners, your life partners, they're all going to be there for you. And in fact, it's probably going to be one of the loneliest times of your life. And I think that's why people kind of go to self-help books um, so much because they're in this place where they're kind of going, you know, wow, there's really not as much support as I thought I would have behind whatever this is I'm trying to change. Um, So I would say, you know, it sounds kind of sad, but I don't think that I've gotten any life-changing advice. Uh, You know, I've got, I've seen good advice. I've heard good advice. I've read good advice, but it takes you actually putting that into action and making it your own and looking at yourself very critically I love your answer, first of all. And what I'm picking up is that you kind of just followed your intuition on that part and the the message you received or the advice that you the universal advice that you got was you can do this and it's up to you to do it. Yeah. And uh and I love that because really that is the heart of it for all of us. It's all up to us to do it. Right. And nobody can do it for us. We have to figure out who we are and what we want and then take action to be that 
to live as that and become that. So I think I think that answer kind of rocked. And the next question I have is, what would you t- what would you say to somebody who might be just starting out and going through those times that you just mentioned, like maybe feeling a little bit of that imposter syndrome that kind of comes about when you think, who am I to be doing this? Or um, what do I know about this where I think I can do this business or whatever? Do you have any tips or tools or advice for somebody who might be just coming to that place on their journey? Sure. I have two pieces of advice. The first one is you have to be harder on yourself than you think. And what I mean by that is think about the people in life that are ultra famous. So we're talking about like Einstein. Um, This is a person who really, I mean, you don't imagine Einstein like watching Netflix every night or, um, you know, kind of going, you know, I just, I think I'm just going to like quit this science thing today. Like it's not my thing. I'm not feeling up for it. No, the people that succeed and, you know, entrepreneurs, they all want to make a million bucks, right? It's like you got to get over that hump and you have so many bad habits that you've picked up over time that you convince yourself are just, are not bad habits. You convince yourself that you're just like taking a moment for yourself. I'm just going to take this time off and I need it and it's going to really awaken me. Actually, you got to work your butt off. (laughs) You got to really look at, like I said, you got to look at yourself and really work your your heart out and know that you're, especially if you're a solopreneur, um, you are alone. You are alone. So you're wearing many hats and you're going to be exhausted. And yeah, you do need to take some time for yourself, but you're going to have to work really hard to expand. And every time you transition into a new kind of version of yourself, it's exciting, but it's also kind of a big hot mess. <laughs> it's not going to feel good. You're going to be like, what is happening? It's it's such uncharted territory because you're designing your own life and you're coming up with your own answers. And that is not uh, a clean cut type of feeling or type of life. It's, it's going to be um, up and down, up and down. And, and that's when people quit. And I want to tell you, everybody out there who's new, you will quit. You're going to fail and you're going to quit a hundred times. And, you know, the business that you're opening it's not going to be the business that actually works. So, and I know that that sounds kind of negative, but it's just the seed that's being planted. Your success is going to look much different than what you think you're doing right now. And you could be doing something completely different than what you're doing right now, but do it, do it and keep going. And when you're uncomfortable, who cares? Just keep going. Because every time you feel bad, every time you quit, every time you fail, every time you think, what in the heck have I done to my life? Like I've destroyed it. You know, we get so hard on ourselves. Know that literally right around the corner is your aha moment in the next door to the next level. Sort of like a video game. You're almost That's there. so good. So just pray, like, just 
stay consistent and keep showing up, even when things don't look like they're going as planned or aren't going the way you imagined them, or maybe that one business idea you had didn't work out. When you continue to show up, if what I'm hearing is what I'm picking up from you is, right, you're saying it's not the thing you're doing. It's you. Like, you're the magic. Yep. It's not so much the thing that you're doing. If you keep showing up and keep being consistent and keep on keeping on, because if you disappear, then what, right? Like, exactly. Nothing's going to happen if you're not doing anything. If you're not doing anything, if you're just sitting there crying, and trust me, I have cried a million unicorn tears. Okay, I remember my first year 100% as an entrepreneur, literally in the middle of the day, sleeping in my bed, crying. <laughs> so I you know, can relate. Oh, my God. Just like, make it stop. Being an adult is hard. <laughs> what have I done? You know, and just wanting to be taken care of, wanting the easy outs, wanting someone just to hand me a box of money. Um, you know, all those things. Yeah. So do you have like, uh, something from your own entrepreneur toolbox that you could share, like that helped you get through those times that helped you with that stick to itiveness and that persistence and helped you to, to continue to show up? Yeah. Um, it was, it actually was social media, you know, social, I, I have a lot of, um, harsh realities about social media. I have um, a lot of different views about social media. However, I do really like social media. Social media is a big part of what has happened to me in all the positive and good ways. And I have met women all over the world. And the first thing that I did, and the second thing, and the third thing, and the fourth thing, is I reached out. And I know that you hear that all the time, everyone. I know you hear, reach out, you're not alone. It is 100% true, and I know you're not doing it for real. Because if you were doing it for real, you wouldn't be feeling bad right now. You would be further ahead because the best people in the world, the people who are being looked up to, the people who are leading the pack in their industry, the ones that you kind of go, wow, like, how do you become that? I know that I have that in me, but I just, I don't know how to get there. It's because they collaborated with others and they reached out for help and they said, do, can you, can you meet with me? Can you talk to me? Can you do this with me? Um, You're never going to be able to do it alone. And I think most women out there and maybe men too, like everybody, we have this tendency in this day and age to want to do everything on our own because we think we're superheroes and sometimes we can be, but you know, someone like me, I have uh, a lot of talents in a lot of different areas that makes it possible for me to do literally everything in my business. Is that a good idea? No. You know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there right now sitting in their office or sitting in a cafe or somewhere, 
and they're just plugging away at social media, posting, thinking they're being visible, but they're alone. They're not really doing anything. That's so true. So true. Yeah. And there is support out there, but you have to be oh, brave yeah. enough to ask. You have to be brave enough to ask. And that is so good. And I can't believe that our time flew by so fast. Oh, my gosh. It went by and it snapped. Where can people go to learn more about you and what you do and tune into the magic that you've got going on? Absolutely. So there's a couple places. Um, one, if you really want to get to know me, you're going to find me and all my heart and soul on Facebook, even though I'm on many different social media platforms. That's where I open up the most. Um, I always say Facebook is like a big barbecue and everyone's invited and you can relax and kind of just say and do whatever you want. I Uh, love barbecues. (laughs) Yeah, me too. So you can find me there and let's see my, um, let me find this. I believe my uh, handle is, yeah, it's Allie Jean Wild Hearted Life. And I spell my name A-L-L-E-Y. J-E-A-N. And if you want to find out more about me and my services that I provide women for their creative brand image, website design, SEO strategies, online social media marketing strategies, you can go to AllieJean.com. And that's A-L-L-E-Y-J-E-A-N.com. And you also... um have a visibility you community on Facebook, right? Which is a group yes, where like yes, people yes, yes. can totally connect with you. Absolutely. I love and I'm glad that yeah, I'm glad that you're in there and it's expanded so much. I've been running it since twenty sixteen and it started off as in a place where I helped women um understand and have the confidence and strategy behind live streaming. I was actually one of the first people to beta test for Facebook, the live stream tool. So that was interesting. I jumped on board and I've been helping women with that ever since. I love video. I think it's the, it just makes your online personality and the space that you're trying to create more real. Um, Video will always do that. So yeah, if you want to join uh, a great community where we're getting there, we're almost to a thousand people, and you know, maybe that's not as big as some other groups that you might be in, but there, it's a great group of people, and it's Visibility You, and that's Y-O-U. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. You've been listening to the Mind Grow Radio Storyteller Series podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Kaffin. We've been joined by the ever-fabulous Allie Jean. Go to AllieJean.com and check her out. Go join her Facebook group, Visibility You. I will see you there if you do that. And until we meet again, listeners, thank you so much for being here for this mind-growing conversation and keep shining in your brilliance until we meet again. Thank you, Allie, for being such an amazing guest and for accepting my invitation to Grow Minds with me today. It's been such a pleasure to talk with you, and I look forward to all that you have coming up. Thanks so much, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye, everyone.